When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're gaining on him. Go straight. Straight. Keep going straight. Go straight. Go straight. 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 Okay, now turn right. Right. Now? Yes, right. Are you sure? Yes, I'm. No, it's left. Turn left. Sorry, I had the screen lock on. in 2D. Good luck. Hi everybody, I'm Dan. And I'm Mike. So welcome to this one shot for 15 Minute Film Fanatics. Today we're going to be talking about Fallout, the Mission Impossible film from 2018, written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie, the Tom Cruise insider. Now, we've already done the first Mission Impossible film. We've also, we've also done Maverick, which is basically like another Mission Impossible movie. And I wanted to talk about this because I know that Mike just saw it. Now, for those of you listening at home, Mike recently got a projector. He got a home projector and a Bose Bluetooth um, speaker. And when he got it, I said, you got to watch, I've been trying to get Mike to see this movie forever. I said, you got to watch Fallout on your big screen. And what's great is that Mike will actually watch movies on his projector and then take a photo of it, his wall, and then text me the photo, which is so funny because Mike wants me to appreciate this 70 millimeter, you know, image on my phone. Um, so that's like also great, the enthusiasm for the projector, but this is a projector movie. I mean, that, that's why I kept telling him to see it. So Mike, what's your take on this movie? Well, I will say it, I think what Mission Possible as a franchise does really well is it captures the spirit of the American blockbuster, but it captures, I think, a spirit that newer blockbusters have lost. Let's go through some things that Mission Impossible has that other blockbusters uh, nowadays, like nowadays, don't have. One is physical body transformations. Uh, nobody is ever hearing about physical body transformation. In fact, if you said that to Tom Cruise, he might try to kill you, right? Tom Cruise says, I don't get into shape for Mission Impossible. I am Mission Impossible shape at all times, right? He He's 100% committed. It's, it's not like, and th this is another friend of the show. It's not like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's joke is he never works out to be Wolverine. And then they shoot some Wolverine movie and he hates it and he gets in shape, right? Tom Cruise right. does not allow that that could, that that could be a possibility. Uh, there are some Marvel movies, just to call on the kinds of blockbusters sure. that I'm talking about, right, that stream, uh, that are direct to stream, or you could imagine them in the future being direct to stream. Mission Impossible says if if something blows up and your tea doesn't spill or your glass of water doesn't shake or your popcorn doesn't fall over, that you're not watching this movie appropriately. This movie is made to be watched loud blockbusters 
today, blockbusters released in 2023 have, I won't say a moral quality, let's call it moral content. Uh, you come in as one kind of person and the movie is trying to teach you how to be a different kind of person. Mission Impossible says, don't worry. This is the burger and fries of movies. You have an appetite for something? Boy, am I going to feed it to you. I'm going to feed it to you. I'm going to wait for you to get hungry again. And I'm going to give you a serving to take home. There's the last thing. Movies like Marvel movies, blockbusters have special effects. In fact, you may have read in Variety what their special effects budget is. I'm not saying Mission Impossible doesn't have special effects. What I am saying is if you see a 60-year-old man careen his way through Italian traffic, then probably that's the 51st take of him careening through Italian traffic until they got it just right. And so I think that this is to, like, if movies were cookies, Mission Impossible is a beautiful home-baked cookie where a Marvel movie is some kind of, like, organic, vegan, non-soy, hermetically sealed, machine-created thing that you can buy in the supermarket, right? You can't buy your grandma's cookies in the supermarket. It's old-fashioned, it's old-style, and it's homemade. I think it's just, it's no moral lessons, it's it's booming audio, it's practical effects, and it's what the viewer wants. And I, yeah. I think, I think... In a world where it's all Mission Impossible, you know, I mean, you know that I like the movies and I support the franchise or whatever, but, you know, I'm not a super fan like you. Right. I think the charm for me is that it zigs and everybody else has zagged and it's clear and it's clear what's actually happened between 1980s and now uh, when you watch the next Marvel movie versus Mission Impossible. Um, but for Tom Cruise, for some reason, he's always making a movie. He's always in movie shape. And he he it's like time dilation. Like nobody told him that the 90s were over. And so he's just going to keep doing what he's doing. Uh, and I I almost respect that. No. <laughs> Why the cage? Why the almost? I mean, let, let, me, let me say a couple of things about this movie. I think, yes, knowing that so many things are not green screened shouldn't matter to me. But I don't know why that it does. So, right, when he's riding the motorcycle and they're going around the Arctic Triumph and he's going against traffic, and you know that, like, they hate him to do this whole thing. Um, you can go on YouTube and see there's a new video out. I think I said this to you in December of, like, how in the new one that's coming out this summer, he had to do um, all these motorcycle jumps to drive. And, like, you go off the motorcycle, then you get a parachute. And, of course, a normal person would say, well, what's the stuntman going to do? And then Tom Cruise looks at you and says, what's a stunt man what do you what do you mean a stunt man now at some point what's funny at some point in his career you know you could draw, draw a graph of his craziness and things like that when did that happen where he's like it's no. after eyes wide shut i think he did yeah. he, he did an art house movie and it broke and i think then he watched it and he went uh eh, you know what you, you just gotta you, don't don't mess with the formula and somebody said but tom then you're actually gonna have to really hang on the side of the airplane when it's taking off and he said fantastic that's great. Right. So um, in, in in this one, in Fallout, of course, you know, we, we read that it took him a year to do the Halo training. He did 500 jumps so he could fight with, you know, Henry Cavill in the air. That's all there. Now, of course, I'm, you know, we're simple guys. Like, you can put it up there. It's fine. You, green screens can, you can do all kinds of movie magic. But there's something about knowing that that, that makes the, it satisfying when you watch it. the way that the industry fetishizes 
the green screen. And I pick on variety a lot, but really if you if you like read Brendan Fraser in The Whale, not only did, right. not only do they go into the intricacy of the prosthesis, he also did actually gain weight. So he like <laughs> met the suit halfway, right. which is halfway between method acting where which makes me roll my eyes and Hollywood's, you know, Hollywood's physical transformations and makeup because they have to do all these biopics. Whereas if you if you just remember Capote, which only came out 16 or 17 years ago, they were like, how do we make Philip Seymour Hoffman look like Truman Capote? And they were like, these glasses look like Truman Capote. Yeah. And like, I guess that's good enough. Or they said he can act it. Right. He can act. Like we'll now, comb his hair a different way and we'll give him his glasses, but he's an actor. What Tom Cruise does in relation to stunts is roughly what Dustin Hoffman does in relation to method acting, right? He's going deep. He's going deep into the stunt, like the essence of the movie or the characters in the stunt. And he's gone so far. It, it's, it's like an acting wormhole. Somehow he's come out the other side of it intact. And that's actually true. But I, I, but I think for the first 15 years, I was just rolling my eyes. But if you're going to do it for 20 years, you're going to do it for 25 years. I can't help but notice. But there's also, it's funny because there's so much that can go wrong with the franchise is that, you know, like you said, like um, you reminded me of the rule they had when they wrote Seinfeld, which was no hugging, no learning. So there's no very special episode where, where George and Jerry look at each other and go, hey, you know, I love you, man. And there's a, like that never happens, right? From every Seinfeld is like Groundhog's Day. They're like they're like um, Dory the Fish and Nemo. They have no memory. There's little running jokes, and I think Mission Impossible is the same thing. And I think that's why the franchise works. Like there's a few characters. Like it's cool to see Ving Rhames and every and 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 uh, things like that. But there's a little characters that come in, but you don't have to like buy into a whole thing. And that's where I think. Marvel kind of went wrong was because, well, you have to watch this series on Disney plus to understand what's going to happen at Dr. Strange too. And I'm like, I don't need homework. You got to, you got to watch scenes after the credits. The thing I like about the most recent movie that you actually put was they switched out his, his ex-wife, Michelle Monaghan with some totally different actress. And it did not change the franchise one iota. Right. Probably people didn't even notice. They did flashbacks to movies that don't exist. And nobody was like, I don't remember that from, well, actually in my cut of the movie that I watched, yeah. it was 64.5, which is also the issue in which Spider-Man, like nobody cares. Yeah. Well, she's actually in, she's his wife. In th but at the end of Mission Impossible 3, he kind of like leaves her because he knows he's going to save the world and it's too dangerous. So I'll just be out there taking care of you. But what's funny about the end of Fallout is he has to abandon his, his former wife, who's now been remarried. And that's okay, because I'm going to have to give up my beautiful American wife for this potential beautiful British spy. So it, 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 all, it all evens out. It, they could literally be played by the same person <laughs> for all it matters. No, it's, it's just, it's beautiful in a nothing matters way. And I, yeah. and I could understand, I could understand if that was the backdrop against what you, which you were making movies, you would say, okay, I want to make a franchise in which everything matters, which is what Marvel is. But what you don't realize is if you do that for 10 years, if you do that for 15 years, we'll get so tired that yeah. we'll be like, hey, you want to make Top Gun again? Yeah. <laughs> to sum up, Marvel movies, as good as they are, they assume that movies have no real magic. And I think that's what's going on with the prosthesis and what's going on with the CGI. They don't, they make movies, but they don't really believe in movies. Tom Cruise, whatever else you think about him, 
He believes in movies and that's why his movies are good.